This is Miles Matson joined alongside with David Mathis here for week two of our podcast going over the NFL games. So this week we will be going over week two of the games and how they played out. And then also we'll be going over week three and our predictions for those games. Yep. All right, so this week we're going to be starting with Giants and Washington from week two in their game. Um, it was actually a very close game, I would say, uh, using all of their passing yards. It was just a very close game. Yeah, I kind of liked how t- Taylor Heineke stepped up without um, having uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in. It's a big step up for the uh, Washington football team. Yes, yes it is, especially like him coming off of not really starting. And I was watching the game, and actually since his, of his age, he was actually debating retirement. And he chose to stay this last year, and look what's happening. He's being a starting quarterback, and he's stepping up big for the team. Yeah. Last year, didn't he play in the playoffs because Alex Smith got hurt or something like that? Yes, I think that is the case. And then if you head over to the Giants side, you also have Daniel Jones. I mean, he's rushing the ball as well. Nine carries, 95 yards. Yeah, and then you have him, uh, Saquon Barkley, right behind him. I feel like they used Saquon Barkley a lot, and they kind of went away from the pass game in that game. Yeah, they did, and I feel like with the passing game, I was watching it, and they had the game in their hands, in my opinion, but they threw a deep ball to Darius Slayton, and he actually bobbled the ball and lost the touchdown on him, and if he caught that touchdown, that would have sealed him the game for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so David, I want to know, who is your standout player in this game? Um, Probably Daniel Jones. He had good passing, rushed the ball well, didn't throw inter- any interceptions. Uh, even though coming up short in the 30-29 loss, I feel like he just stepped up in this game. All right. I'm going to go with Taylor Heineke, um, just his age and him debating retirement, and then after that he could just come in for a team and just dominate like that to give them the win. All right, and the final score in that was 30-29, to the Washington football team wins. And so now we're going to move on to the Sunday slate of games, Raiders versus Steelers. The score was 26-17. to The Raiders won this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, this was a good game. Yes, it was. I liked watching this game. This game was a really hard-fought game. I like how the Raiders came out guns blazing, put everything they could together, and it worked out for them. Yes, yes, it did. Um, my favorite thing is just seeing Derek Carr actually doing really well so far. Um, he's been one of my favorite quarterbacks, but him just being able to throw, I feel like it's very good to see, especially with him being able to use uh, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller. Uh, Henry Ruggs had a great game just receiving. Um, he Derek Carr targeted him a decent amount, and he averaged like 22 yards per catch, which was very, very nice. Oh, yeah, I definitely like uh, Henry Ruggs. He had uh, 113 reception yards, which is very good on five rece- uh, receptions. And he yes. had one touchdown, so you can't really beat that. Yeah, you really can't, as, especially as I just mentioned, him having 22 average yards. That's just really insane, like you said, with five receptions. And then if you head over to the Steelers, um, you see that they kind of uh, pass the ball quite a bit to Deontay Johnson. Um, they didn't really target their other uh, wide receivers like uh, Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, but it was weird why they didn't target them because Deontay Johnson wasn't really an asset that they used to target quite a bit. Yeah, one of my main things that I saw, um, Najee Harris. Yeah. They are really using Najee Harris. They couldn't really get the run game going yes or, uh, Sunday, but it's nice to see them trying to show that they have a rookie running back that can power through everybody. 
Yeah, it is very nice because um, in the preseason, I will admit, Najee Harris looked a little questionable whenever he was going. But um, let me just say, I was on Instagram scrolling through Sunday, and Najee Harris gave a man a grown man stiff arm. Oh, yes, I've seen that. It was yes. like a Derrick Henry stiff arm, and I was like, okay, this guy's got the body of Derrick Henry, but the elusiveness of CMC is kind of dope. Oh, yeah. Throwing him down to the ground on the sideline like that. Whew. That poor guy got bodied. Big boy plays. All right, so who is your standout player of this week? My standout player? Oh, uh, probably Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a really good game. And he's been ha- his first week and his uh the second week has been a really good week for him. Yeah, I could agree with that 100%. Mine would probably have to be just Henry Ruggs. I mean, him just coming off five receptions, 113 yards, and just averaging 22.5 yards per carry, that's just quite insane to me, especially after only five receptions. There's literally no better that you can do. There's no complaining either. Yep, the final score on that was 26-17, the Raiders take the Steelers all right and so now we're going to move on to the second game of Sunday that was finished the 49ers versus Eagles this final score was 17 to 11 the 49ers uh win it uh win it by six um one of my main things that I saw uh Jimmy Garoppolo uh 22 for 30 on uh pass attempts yes which isn't bad throwing eight incompletions and zero interceptions yeah, and then I also look at the rushing, and they're using this guy named Eli Mitchell. Um, I've heard of him before. Um, I think I actually picked him up on my fantasy team because I was relying on him. But uh, since they had a little bit of people that got hurt, but after that, um, he was just a person that they uh, used quite a bit, especially in the game with 17 carries. I'm sure that not many people really expected them to utilize him as much. Yeah, one of the things that's uh, kind of like stands out to me when you go to the Eagles side. They, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, he's he had ten carries with the ball and had eighty-two yards, which is really surprising for a quarterback to have ten carries on the ball. But for Justin or uh, for Jalen Hurts, it doesn't really shock me much because he's very good with his feet. Yeah, and I think of personally, I think of Jalen Hurts as like a mini Lamar Jackson. I feel like. He carries the ball well, but he's like he's a very elusive quarterback. But he doesn't, uh, excuse me there. Um, he doesn't. He hasn't evolved to Lamar Jackson level, but he's definitely a reliable guy that you can run the ball with. Yeah, that's one of my main things that I like with him. He can he can step he can stay in the pocket and uh, throw passes all day, but he can also get out of the pocket, roll out and throw, or just plain out run the ball. Yeah, and then if you head over to the receiving, you have Quez Watkins. Two receptions, 117 yards, averaging 58.5 yards per reception. So how do you think Jalen Hurts would feel not getting any starts last or getting the starts at the end of the season last year and coming into this year, knowing you're going to have to be the starter and step up? Man, that's kind of like a really difficult question. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean... I could also relate it to like Tyler uh, Heineke, or Taylor Heineke, excuse me there, but because Taylor Heineke was sitting in the bench like almost all of his career, technically, the only time that he came in was whenever injuries occurred, and that's basically what Jalen Hurts, except he didn't have an injury, but they both came in at the start of the season so far, and they're stepping up very, very big for their teams, which Jalen Hurts, I mean, 
I keep on going on Twitter and I keep on just seeing him all over Twitter, which I would say he honestly deserves it. He's making the Eagles actually look like a decent franchise. Oh yeah, I've I've thought they were a good franchise um, since they drafted Jalen Hurts because I knew kind of Jalen Hurts was gonna be if he got his uh, opportunity that he should should have got uh, he was gonna shine. Yep, and so on this one, David, who would you say is your standout player for this game? Probably Jalen Hurts, just because he has so much elusiveness. And he can, the main thing that's really sticking out to me is the uh, 10 carries that he has, which is kind of gutsy from the Eagles, even though they they have uh, Manuel Sanders in the backfield. All right. So, uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with Debo Samuel. Six receptions, 93 yards, averaging 15 and a half yards per reception. Um, that's actually pretty good, especially since it's, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like Debo Samuel is a less of a target than George Kittle for them, and they didn't even utilize George Kittle that much. Yeah, which really shocked me that they didn't. Yeah, I would say that. Um, and then, so now the final score in that one was 17-11. to 11. The 49ers win to move on to 2-0, and oh, and the Eagles stay 1-1. One and one. Or they moved it a one and one, and so on the next week of games on the Sunday slate we have Texans versus Browns, thirty one to twenty one. Um, a little bit of injuries kind of hurt this game, I must say. Um, with Baker Mayfield hurting his shoulder and his left shoulder, excuse me there, and then Tyrod Taylor, uh, he also just hurt his thigh, like we uh, talked about last week, and he they uh, the Texans actually just had to put him on IR, which is super sad because he was a guy that I actually really liked. Yeah, and one thing that really stood out to me is, like, I know this whole controversy with uh, uh, Deshaun Watson there and down there and them not wanting to trade him, but they don't want to put him in the game, which is kind of weird. Yeah, um, I've heard a couple of rumors, but honestly, I have no idea which ones are true because I don't think really any people know, but I heard rumors that uh, Deshaun Watson actually – didn't want to play so the Texans wouldn't play him I've also heard that uh he wanted to play and the Texans wouldn't play him so honestly it's like a throw up in the air right now um especially with Deshaun Watson he's a huge name and all this stuff following all of the rumors behind his name right now currently yeah which is really shocking because if you're down there and uh you're a Houston fan what are you thinking now like your your uh first game um your first game, Tyler Taylor steps up big and, uh, like, honestly stands out for you. And you're like, oh, we got a guy in Tyrod. Tyrod's, Tyrod's here to stay for a while, and he's going he's gonna to take over. And then uh, uh, week two comes around, and then he gets hurt. I don't know how you would feel if you were a Texans fan and having Deshaun Watson sitting over there. And with all this controversy, you don't really know what's true and what's not. I can tell you what, I'm, I know I'm not a Texans fan, that's for sure, but um, if I was in their shoes personally, I would just say um, Deshaun Watson, I would try to trade him. Uh, genuinely, he's not giving the team what they deserve. Yes, he had a good couple of years, and he led them to the playoffs or wild cards a couple of times, but he's not giving the team what they deserve at the start of this year. Texans fans have been through a lot. That's for sure, especially after trading DeAndre Hopkins in that trade. That was probably one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. But can I tell you about the uh, the Browns? Yo. The Browns looked pretty good until Baker got hurt. Hey, even after Baker got hurt, that guy came in slinging the rock. Yeah, 
I I mean, you and me seen this thing last night. Uh, he came over to the side, and all of his players are asking me, are asking him, are you good? He goes, yep, just popped out and in real quick. Yep, popped in and out. <laughs> that was pretty nice. And then uh, we also saw the play at the end of that clip that we both watched together, and it was him uh, trying to block a guy for his running back, Nick Chubb. He was like a lead blocker kind of in the backfield. And he, like, shoved the guy to the ground with one hand, and then he goes up to the ref and said, you see that? I did that with one hand. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how he's feeling after that. The guy's a comedian. He is a really funny guy. But, I mean, hurting your shoulder t- enough to not even want to use it in a block, I mean, you got to hurt it pretty bad. Yeah, and you're still out there throwing the ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so now we can move on to the receiving and rushing. Nick Chubb uh, utilizing 95 yards, 11 carries. That's averaging 8 yards with one touchdown. Every single week, dude, I always underestimate Nick Chubb. I don't know about you, but he always just decides to show me wrong. I don't know why. He just does. I feel like he runs the ball really hard. Yeah. Like, he he keeps his, uh, his momentum going. He keeps his feet going. And he just never stops until he's fully down on the ground, which I really like about running backs. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. And them also just having Kareem Hunt back there as like a little uh, person behind him. He would, came came off from the Chiefs a couple years ago after having that uh, little bit of an issue with the lawsuit and stuff, I believe it was. But 13 carries, 51 yards. Even that not being as good as Nick Chubb, just being able to have that uh, running back come off the bench for you, it's a really good thing to know that they actually have another person to rely on. Yeah, so my standout player would be Baker. Uh, 19 for 21 on pass attempts, uh, 213 yards. I mean, you just can't really beat that if you're a Browns fan. Browns fan is Browns fans has been through a lot in these past couple years, and now they're actually showing themselves as a really good franchise that can contend with uh, good teams. I am going to go with Nick Chubb. I just feel like they used the rushing just the right amount that they should have, and. Obviously, it got them the win with 31-21, to 21, as that was the final score, and the Browns pulled it out by uh, 10, I believe it is. Um, so now we'll move on to the next game, and it is the Broncos versus the Jaguars. It was 23-13. to 13, The Broncos squeaked it out here. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think there was a tad bit of issues with Trevor Lawrence today. Ooh. Throwing 118, two interceptions, 14 for 33. I mean, he also had a touchdown, but that's not too hot numbers. No, and for a player that hasn't lost a regular season game until coming to the NFL, I mean, you're kind of guaranteed to lose a couple games with the uh, Jaguars. But still, you got to get over that first loss and come out slinging a rock and just completing a lot of passes when you come out after a loss. And Going 14 for 33, that's not very good. No, that's not, I don't. Even, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think that's half. Like I don't even think it's 50 percent uh, pass completion rate. No, not even even if he threw 30, it's not even half, which is crazy. But um, Teddy Bridgewater, I really like the trade getting Teddy Bridgewater. Always have loved that guy. Which was a honestly a really good decision for the Broncos to do that because I don't think they could have relied on uh, Drew Locke to lead them uh, to where they are now 2-0 and and I mean everybody just really stepped up in this game um, for me personally um, 
I feel like Teddy Bridgewater's had a super rough career. Coming off with the Vikings whenever he did that scramble, roll out to the left, and he got his uh, concussion. And then I believe there was another injury that made him sit out for about a year and a half, or maybe like two years. It like it was like, holy crap, this is insane. Because the poor guy has gotten beaten up his whole entire career, and then he comes out for the Broncos throwing 328, two touchdowns, like nothing happened. It's super cool to see him succeed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, who's your stand-up player for this game, Mosk? Mine would have to be Cortland Sutton. Nine receptions, 159 yards, averaging 17.7 yards per reception. That's just amazing from uh, receiving uh, guys such as Cortland Sutton, especially after he's really not one of the biggest names of wide receivers. So it's just good to see him stepping up. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, he's just one of their main targets that they go to now um, with um, what's his name being out. LaVisca uh, Chenault. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. He's just a really good asset for him. Yeah, I feel that. Um, and LaVisca Chenault, I actually said that. Uh, he plays for the Jaguars. Uh, that's my bad there. Oh. Yep, so I'm not sure which one it is that you're talking about, but I do know that they have a wide receiver injury. Wait, no, it's Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, yes. There that's it, it is. That's it. I was saying it off the top I, of my I head. Cu- I couldn't really think of the name. Yeah. So, I then, just kind of said okay. <laughs> And then the final was 23-13 to on that. The Broncos win over the Jaguars to move to 2-0 and for the Broncos. And the next game is the Saints versus Panthers. It's kind of like a little beating here. 26-7, to the Panthers win. I just love seeing Sam Darnold out here. Just the, that trade just makes me super happy because clearly whenever he's on the Jets, he couldn't do anything with his career because he didn't have a good team. He didn't have anybody behind him or anybody to throw to. Nope. And now you have uh, um, Robbie Anderson coming from the Jets with um, uh, Sam Darnold. They're both from the Jets, which is really shocking to see them step up in a different atmosphere, which tells you how bad the Jets are. Yes, and them also using the rushing with Christian McCaffrey. Um, 24 carries, 72 yards. That man has to be tired. And they also got Chubba Hubbard back there. Um, he's running, uh, excuse me, there, eight carries for 10 yards. I mean, Chubba Hubbard, he's a rookie coming into this, and he's already getting eight carries. I mean, that's pretty nice for a rookie. Yeah, how about Jameis Winston, though? Um, he just didn't, like, I don't know, last game versus the Packers, he looked like an elite-level quarterback like we were talking about. Yep. And this year, or uh, this game, he just looked like Jameis Winston from 2017. Just or uh whatever year was his last year with the uh Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Throwing interceptions right and left. Didn't throw any touchdowns, threw two interceptions. I seen a play where he was backpedaling and he threw the ball and it was an easy interception for him. I don't I just don't understand how why you're inconsistent like that. I don't know if it's the people around you. Uh, they tried to put too much in the playbook for you or what happened. But that just really can't happen. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. Um, like you said the last podcast, whenever we were recording, uh, you said that if he kept up to this caliber that he would be an MVP quarterback. And I agreed with you. But then he comes out against the Panthers like this and just 11 for 22, 111 yards and two picks. Like you just said, he's going back to his old form self, and as a Saints fan, makes you question. 
Do you put in Taysom Hill? Do you take the risk? Or do you take the risk and uh, sign Cam? Yeah, I was about to I say. Mean, Cam's out there. Cam's sitting pretty for for a team that's struggling. And I I think you give Jameis Winston a couple more weeks, but if he doesn't improve or show what he's capable of uh, anymore, I mean, you either put Taysom, Hill or Taysom in or try something different. Yeah, and the, David, who was your standout player this game? Standout player. Hmm. Probably DJ Moore, actually. Uh, he had eight receptions for 79 yards with, and one touchdown. And, I mean, it just feels like they're going to DJ Moore a lot, which is nice to see DJ Moore step up like he is. Yeah, mine would probably have to be Sam Darnold. Um, being 305 yards, two touchdowns, like we mentioned before in the last two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was – just him getting off the Jets and being able to succeed like that shows that the Jets franchise affects people. And as we get to the Jets game in just a little bit, uh, we could talk more about that and how it's affecting Zach Wilson as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, and the final score in that was 26-7. to The Panthers moved to 2-0, and and the Saints moved to 1-1. and Yep, so our next game is going to be the Rams versus the Colts. The Colts at home had a really big comeback at the end. Yes. And, but Matthew Stafford, who Matthew Stafford, MVP level quarterback, playing, you and me talked about this off air, but when we said, when that trade happened, we are like, he's going to be a really good quarterback. Getting out of uh, Detroit, uh, I don't think Detroit has uh, like has had a really good quarterback that they could feed off of. But now having Matthew Stafford in uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles is taking charge. And Matthew Stafford's taking charge of that team, showing what he's capable of and what he can do. Yes, I would totally agree with that. Uh, But me personally, Carson Wentz had a better game than Matthew Stafford. That one pick that he threw, I feel like it really wasn't even his fault. He did a shovel pass. He did what Frank Reich told him to do. And after he did that, they picked it. And it was like a little pick on the five-yard line. But uh, just the Colts, man, uh, we should have had this game. Um, we had many opportunities just to kick the three. But, like, uh, I think it was twice that we were inside of the five-yard line. And we were on the one-yard line one time. And we ran the ball three times, couldn't gain a single yard. And the fourth time, we did a play action and got sacked for nine yards. Yeah, I don't – I mean, when you're on the one, you have to – you have to score. I mean, if you can't, that just shows you that you something needs to change in in the front office, or you just need to run different plays. But also with Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, uh, they revealed he uh, sprained both of his ankles. Yeah, not just one, but both. It started with his right ankle. Um, whenever Aaron Donald tackled him and it, like twisted the wrong way. And then, I, as a Colts fan, man, this really hurt to watch because I was watching and they zoomed in on him on the sideline. And he stood up after the uh, people taped him up, other trainers taped him up. And after that, um, he shook his head and said, I can't. And that instantly just was like, oh, no, this is really bad. So I'm going to make a bold call here. Um, some A lot of people actually may disagree with this, and I'm sure – this is a dumb thing to say, but the Colts should go and pick up Cam Newton. Hmm. I I thought about it for a second, 
But I feel like we have two. We have Jacob Eason, who I mean, it'll be his first start in the NFL. I just don't trust him. But I mean, he, he hasn't really shown what he can do. I mean, he really wasn't warm coming into the series that they thrown him into. And, I mean, Frank Wright on that interception he threw, Frank Wright didn't give him any options short. Uh, he had the he had everybody going deep. Uh, he had his uh, running backs blocking for him. And he really had no choice but to throw it, throw it there or just throw it out. But he was also under pressure too. So he might have been trying to throw it out but just under threw it. But he, I feel like he could be a really good quarterback if we can change what he's also all went through. Because, I mean, he wasn't even, uh, he wasn't even ready for last year. He was hurt all last year. And then he kind of gets thrown into this situation, which kind of sucks for him. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, like I said, that was definitely a bold call to say, but um, him coming off his preseason performance, he, yeah, he did decent or whatever. Um, but um, preferably, I would pick Sam Ellinger over Jace, Jacob Eason. I don't know why. I just feel like Sam Ellinger has the accuracy over him. Jacob Eason definitely has an arm, but I just feel like Sam Ellinger, uh, he has the accuracy. And let's all be honest, accuracy in this uh, league is a very, very important thing because if you could fit it right in the breadbasket of a person, they could be gone for six. Yeah, but one of the things is, too, with him, he's he's hurt right now. So we can't really go to him. Yep. Which sucks. So who would you say was uh, the your standout player for this game? Carson Wentz, 100%. 247 yards, one touchdown, 20 for 31. Him also having five uh, uh, carries, 37 rushing yards. And hold up one second. Can we just talk about... How in the world Carson Wentz had to evade the pocket so many times? Yeah, because you have Aaron Donald running at you. That's kind of scary. Well, here's also the other thing. Even if they had Aaron Donald right there, we had Quentin Nelson on him. Aaron Donald wasn't the issue. The issue was we had both of our right tackles and left ta- both one right tackle and one left tackle. They were just getting eaten up. Carson Wentz literally looked like a chicken with his head cut off running around out there. And it was just... Literally, I feel like for the Colts uh, nation or whatever, Indiana, that Carson Wentz is everything the Colts have been looking for. But the only bad thing is we get the quarterback now, finally. We lost the offensive line. And I feel like if Anthony Costanzo could have stayed one more year, he could have actually had a good co- good caliber quarterback ever since Andrew Luck. Because let's be honest, Jacoby was okay. He was like mid-tier or whatever. But... Carson Wentz has been top tier, and it's me personally, I believe why, is because he's reunited with Frank Reich. Why do you think that he's been playing top tier right now, Dave? I don't, I feel like just going into a new team, really, I mean, it would, it would, me- it messes with your head. People tell you you're not going to succeed, none of this is going to happen, everything's just going to go out the window. But, I mean, just getting, getting with a new team. Clearing your head. I mean, I was watching the Pat McAfee show, and he came on. He was like, I just love it here. He goes, it just feels so homey. He goes, everybody doesn't hate you because you've been bad for a couple years. He goes, I'm getting a fresh start. 
and he said uh fresh start new number after that or uh fresh start new number i was like oh okay my standout player for the game though would be michael pittman jr eight receptions for 123 yards um he's really stepping up for ty who is on ir right now which is really nice to see because he's been one of my wide receivers that i've said that uh was gonna show out uh when his time came and he is truly showing out right now man may i just say i know you personally are the biggest or as my cousin you are the biggest michael pittman fan ever i literally facetime you right after the pick and I've never seen you so excited. Not over food, not over video games, nothing. I FaceTimed you, Miles, we just got Michael Pittman. That was the happiest oh, yeah. I've ever seen you. Yeah, I, he's he's just one of the, he's really lanky. He can go up and win the ball, and he's his route running is also really good. So I just feel like you can't really beat that. Yep, and he was uh, toasting up my uh, not Michael Pittman, excuse me. There, he was toasting up Jalen Ramsey a little bit, and that, supposedly that is considered the league's best cornerback, which is obviously very questionable. But I mean, he's a very good wide receiver, as you said. He's stepping up for Ty. But look, if you take a look at this Colts team uh, right now, there, excuse me. But can you imagine that we still had Anthony Costanzo and Ty Hilton in right now? Can you imagine what this franchise could be doing? Yeah, the franchise could be going really well. But the Colts lose 27-24. Uh, the Rams step up to 2-0, and and the Colts are 0-2, which is not very good for the Colts. This is not a hot start for them. We have a very tough schedule. We have a very tough schedule this year. Yep, and so the next game that we're going to move on to is the Bills versus the Dolphins. And let me tell you, if you're a Dolphins fan or a Bills fan, this game is just boring. It's flat out boring. 35-0. The Bills just beat the Dolphins. I just feel bad for them. I feel bad for Tua Tagovailoa. Yep, Tua Tagovailoa. Throwing four passes, only completing one, and then you get hurt. Yep. And that, and actually coming from the Colts, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Love that guy. Uh, really good team guy in the locker room. Can't really beat him in the locker room. But just didn't have a really good day at the office coming in for Tua. Nope. I feel like he, going to the Dolphins, he kind of knew he was taking a backup role behind Tua, which I don't know if he wanted. No, he totally, which, in my eyes, I think he expected to get the starting spot. Yeah, but I think anybody could have told him that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, they had a guy, they have a guy in Tua, uh, Tua getting carted off. Did they ever say what his injury was? Um, I believe it was super, super severe uh, bruised ribs is what I believe it was. And after he got those uh, bruised ribs, instantly uh, they're debating put him on the IR. I've heard rumors of. But just injuries, man. This week, uh, this is the most injuries I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. He uh, He's day-to-day with a rib injury. Yeah, it's as, just insane. As of a day ago. So, but, I mean, they just didn't have a good day at the office. But the Bills, the Bills put it on them. The Bills stepped on the gas. They got one. They didn't let up. They stomped on the gas. Uh, cut their jugular in the first couple first couple drives, actually. Yeah, and uh, so I would just say the storyline behind this game is 
don't mess with the Bills. Um, I made a very dumb call last week. I could, I'll just say that. Um, I said the Dolphins could beat the Bills, and uh, let me just say I regret that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I said the Bills. I thought I. I mean, me too. I said the it was gonna be a close game. Uh, thirty-five to zero is not a very close game. Hey man, only down thirty-five points. There's yeah. still time, coach. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Yup. So then the that was the final score in that one. Thirty-five-zero. The Bills win it to make the Dolphins one and one for somehow. Honestly, I don't really think there's a standout player. The Bills just kind of ran all over. Uh, they threw past all over the Dolphins. The Dolphins couldn't do nothing about it. But if I had to pick a standout player, it'd be Josh Allen. I mean. He's just a really good quarterback. Like I said, can stand in the pocket, throw it out, run out, throw it. He's not big of a rusher. But one of the things I'm seeing here, too, is Mitchell Trubisky. Two carries for negative two yards. Love that, man. <laughs> negative two yards. Trubisky season. Oh, boy. Josh Allen gets hurt. Can you imagine Bill's Mafia going insane? Oh they got boy. Mitch Trubisky back there, dude. I'm kind of oh jealous. Oh, boy. Colts need to go make a trade for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Our franchise would turn around in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, So my standout player would probably have to be either Stephon Diggs or Jalen Waddle. Mainly, I would probably say Jalen Waddle. Six receptions, 48 yards, eight yards per average. And last week, if I'm not mistaken, too, I believe he had a, a somewhat decent game. But I love to see uh, the uh, the rookie wide receiver. He's been one of my favorites, but I love to see him succeeding. Um, he's been always one of my favorites and underestimated. But last week, he had four receptions, 61 yards, 15 yards per average, and a touchdown. Um, so he's had his first solid uh, couple, two weeks in the role that he plays for that team. He's like a slot wide receiver. And they already have Devontae Parker, which is kind of reminds me of like a DeAndre Hopkins, but kind of smaller or like a Julio Jones. Um, but uh, ever since that, um, I'm just going to say another probably dumb call, but the Dolphins, they're a team to watch out for. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have faith that last in them. You said that last week and you see how that worked I out. swear I do not want to like go back and say, Miles, why did you do this? But... <laughs> All right, and the final score on that was 35-0. to zero. The Bills win. Um, so now we move on to the next game, the Patriots versus Jets. Um, the outcome that we all expected, the Patriots win 25-6. to six. One of the outcomes I didn't expect was the the Jets actually getting six points. <laughs> I, can, I, can, like, I, anybody agree with me on that? Um, I can, but the Zach Wilson, um, <laughs> do um, we want to talk about him? Um, maybe you should have took somebody else. No, that was kind of a bad game by him. Um, I mean, obviously at 210 yards, it's not too bad, but, but um, the uh, interception call. Um, you see that? Yeah, four. Um, that's not too good. Um, <laughs> trade, <laughs> trade, trade. Uh, no, it's, he's a really good quarterback. Um, just kind of sucks to see him. Uh, in his home opener, throw four interceptions. Hashtag I mean, get him a better franchise. Hashtag get him wide receivers. <laughs> um. Literally, I don't. Corey Davis is the only one, and Tyler Croft. Braxton Burrows. Um, I'm gonna just be honest. Um, who has really heard of him? Um, who's heard of anybody on this list? I know Elijah Moore. I love that guy. I think he's like a rookie or whatever. He's on my fantasy team. He doesn't really do too hot, but I just dropped him. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say because he plays for the Jets. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, especially after that four pick, I saw the four picks and I just gave up hope. Any yeah. Jets player that's on my team, I just dropped. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm sorry, Jets fans, by the way. I, I swear I don't mean it. Yeah, no, he means it. Um, <laughs> but Mac Jones. I mean, uh, maybe the Jets should have took Mac Jones. Hey, man, Mac Jones. I love that guy. Uh, um, next Tom Brady? <laughs> next Tom Brady. Um, that's a very, very bold call. But um, if you uh, look at it, you have um, Cam Newton in him. You look at the them with both their shirts off. You see Cam Newton with like the eight pack, and you see Mac Jones with just the jelly rolls. And you go and look at it, and look who's the better quarterback, the one that's with the jelly rolls. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of really cool to see how Mac Jones. He's been one of my standout quarterbacks ever since. Um, but ever since he got drafted, um, Belichick. He knows what he's doing, and greatest coach of all time. I mean, I, I don't think you'd pick Mac Jones that uh, with your with that pick if you didn't think there was something that you could do with him. And you have, I'm gonna say it, one of the greatest coach of all time for football in, in football history, uh, coaching you. I mean, that's just a really good opportunity for Mac Jones. Um, who is your standout player in this game? Hmm. Zach Wilson. <laughs> That's far from it, dude. I'd rather pick like uh Jacob Easton over Zach Wilson. Me too. <laughs> um, I know it's not anybody on the Jets, so I mean honestly one of my only shots is kind of you know what, we're gonna go crazy on this one. Johan Bentley. He's a guy on the Patriots defense having six tackles, two assists. I mean, just six tackles going after a guy. I mean, that's pretty good, especially not for a really known guy on defense. Um, Jets, I mean, not Jets defense, excuse me there. The Patriots defense is kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. With J.C. Jackson, um, they also have J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, who also just got put on the IR. And they also have a uh, pretty scary middle linebacker court after picking up Kyle Van Noy and um, some other people. They were uh, one of the most active teams I've ever seen in free agency. Yeah, really like Kyle Van Noy. Uh, my standout player is Mac Jones. I mean, there's not really many other ones that you can really pick for this blow out of a game. <laughs> Patriots win 25-6. to Shocking. Mm, not at all. But, so, we'll move on to the next game, which is the bengals Bears. Love this game. Love the Bears. You like the Bears? Love the Bears. Nope, love, I disagree. I love the Bears. Love how we finally decided to put Justin Fields in. Anybody yeah. else agree with that? Well, guess what? Here's the thing. Andy Dalton got hurt, and then you know what they did? Instantly put in Justin Fields. Obviously, he was a, like one of your first picks. And then Andy Dalton felt fine. Goes in again. Gets hurt again. Put in Justin Fields, and then Justin Fields comes in six for 13, 60 yards, and one touch uh, and one interception. And like, oh no, oh no, we cannot have him in. He's not our franchise quarterback. After he throws one pick, I mean, if you go and take a look at the Jets game and you got their like second pick throwing four picks, and you're worried about Justin Fields throwing one, and I think you guys took him at pick 13, I wouldn't be worried about much, especially him after Andy Dalton. You saw what he did in the preseason. He's a very lethal quarterback. He he literally is Lamar Jackson, uh, like I would say, he's so elusive. Yeah, I seen this thing, uh, and it was it was um it was like a uh, it was somebody something posted on uh Instagram, and it was all the rookie quarterbacks uh in the room, and and they all said we can't let the rookie wide receivers take our spot. We're supposed to be the quarterbacks, and they go through, and it's like uh Mac Jones. You're good. 
uh, and then it was like, Zach Wilson, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> and then it had uh, Justin Fields, and it said, uh, yeah, Andy Dalton will choke eventually, so you'll get your shot eventually. <laughs> so hopefully that happens soon because, I mean, the Bengals are 1-1, one and, one, and so are we, but the Bengals aren't that good of a team. I mean, they have Joe Burrow, and they have Joe Mixon, and then they have uh, – they're one of my favorite teams. They have uh, uh, Jamar Chase. But I don't think they have a defense, and the Bears' defense looked atrocious. Yeah, I was about to say, the Bears— That's one of the things the Bears take pride in is their defense, and the defense looked terrible. Yeah, um, especially with the Bengals uh, scoring 17. But uh, the Bengals are one of my favorite uh, teams, actually, just because I love Joe Burrow. And then also having Jamar Chase there and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. They have a very solid and underrated uh, uh, wide receiver core. And they also have C.J. Uzuma. Um, he's also another guy that not many people uh, use. Ooh, um, I love hearing that name. Uzuma. Uzuma. It's Uzuma. just fun to say. It is really fun or to like say. Or like whenever we were uh, over at the, I believe it was the Panthers or whatever, pronouncing Chubba Hubbard. Oh, yeah. That's pretty fun to say. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, who's your standout player for this game? Mm. This is hard. I'm not going to lie. There's not really much of like a player that dominated in this game. It's got to be Jamar Chase. Two receptions, 54 yards, one touchdown. I mean, two receptions, you're averaging 27 yards per reception. I mean, you really cannot complain, especially from your rookie, uh, your rookie, rookie. wide receiver there. Rookie. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, mine... Mine's probably uh, David Montgomery. They really decided to use the run this week with giving him 20 carries. He only got 61 yards. But, I mean, getting 20 carries and getting only three yards per carry, basically, and just getting up and be able to go again, it's just really tough to do that. So, I think he's probably one of my standout players. Yeah, in the final score in that was 20-17, to 17, the Bears win. Um, by three, uh, to move the Bengals to one and one, and the Bears go to one and one now. And the next game is the Falcons versus Buccaneers. I mean, let's just be honest. This is really what we all expected. Forty-eight to twenty-five, the Bucks win it. One of the things I didn't expect was the Falcons scoring twenty-five points. I mean, that's pretty good. But I'll tell you what I didn't expect. This man, Tom Brady. Um, how old do you think he is, David? Let's do a little qu- trivia uh, real quick. Um. 80. Oh, man. I mean, almost double his age, but, I mean, he's 44. Um, that's just quite insane. Um, it feels like he's been 80, hearing all these old uh, times about how he's been in the league. Um, he's been in the league longer than some rookies have been alive. Which is crazy. That just blows my mind. Like, there was this rookie, and I saw this video on Instagram, and they were talking about um, how uh, it... He said Tom Brady. He was on. He's on the Bucks. He said Tom Brady has been alive longer. No, Tom Brady's been playing in the NFL longer than I have been alive, and I my jaw just dropped. That just blows my mind. Yeah, um, five touchdowns. I say, are you kidding me? With his age, holy smokes, that guy. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really not a Tom Brady supporter, but. 
I might have to hop on the bandwagon after this, dude. There's just no saying this guy is not the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. It hurts me to say, but it's the truth. One of the things that you said last week for the uh, the Cowboys-Buccaneers game, you said Antonio Brown's one to watch out for. Well, the Falcons kind of said, um, no, he's not. Yeah, only one reception for one 17 or, yards. One reception for 17 yards. Hey, guess what? He averaged 17 yards per catch. Did what? You, did really? You know? Yeah. It's crazy. I, that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, Mike Evans had five receptions for 75 yards. Dang, yeah, two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. I mean, and Gronk had two touchdowns, too. And Gronk can't move that much. I love Gronkowski. He's a really funny guy. He's a really funny guy. He kind of, I don't like him after this week, though, because he kind of, like, demolished me in fantasy football. But, I mean, it's okay. Oh, that's rough. That's Very, rough. very rough. That's rough. And so now if we move on to the Falcons, um, I can say they utilized this guy that's been on my fantasy team, their new tight end pickup. They utilized him a lot more than last week. Five receptions, 73 yards, obviously zero touchdowns, sadly. Um, But Kyle Pitts, I like the guy and I like the pickup. But Matt Ryan, I'm just going to say it, he's not cutting it. Nope, get him out of here. If there's a team that needs quarterback, it's the Falcons. Very much so. They literally have Josh Rosen behind them. They, <laughs> the goat of all time, throwing four picks and like five picks in a game. Yeah. Back to back to back to back. Hey, he didn't throw any this time, but he didn't even make any. Uh, <laughs> zero for two. Zero for two. Um, <laughs> zero yards, zero touchdowns, maybe, zero picks. Maybe find a different backup. The true goat. Maybe put uh, Cardell Patterson behind him. Yep. I mean Cordell Patterson, easy. Oh yeah. Um, standout player, Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really not even a choice. Five no. touchdowns at the age of forty-four. Five, come on, dude. Five, come on. Yeah, that's a blowout. Bucks take uh, the Falcons by a whole lot of points to not enough. Forty-eight, twenty-five. Buccaneers win. And so now we'll move on to the next game. It is the Vikings versus the Cardinals, and man, oh. Boy, I feel so bad for the Vikings. Literally so bad. You want to know why? Because ever since I started watching football, it was the wild card game. A little story time here, by the way. Um, It was the Seahawks versus the Vikings, the wild card game. And, man, the kicker. They were down at like the 15, 25-yard line, if I'm not mistaken. They kicked the field goal, absolutely shanked it, and it was to move on to the uh, other playoffs. Um, and they miss. And then if you go to this Vikings game, um, uh, two for three. Yeah. And the Vikings game, their kicker, uh, <laughs> yikes. Um, he missed the last game winning kick. I mean, David, if it keeps up like this, you might have to go play for the Vikings. I mean, don't, don't tempt me, <laughs> but can we talk about for the brand, the kickers, Oh my, Matt Prater. 63 yards 60 it i think they counted at 62 because the oh. the holder didn't get it back to where he wanted it dang it you holder um 62 yeah 62 well, um let me just say i, I also barely believe hit a 50 without my pads on um but going 62 in a game Holy moly, bro. I also believe, yeah, as I uh, search it up here, Matt Prater already held the record. Um, Wasn't it it like 64? uh, It was in Denver in 2013. He kicked the 64-yarder, and then he also holds the career record in 50-yard field goals. 
Oh my god. And there was also while he was in practice, I saw this Woo. video. He drilled a seventy yard field goal right down the middle. Dude. He's got a cannon of a leg. And not many people want him, which no. just blows my mind. He's if I had so that guy instantly so on my team. He's so consistent. I mean, two for two. Um, so consistent. And you can hit sixty two yards. Yeah. Sign him up. Yup. So then uh David, who's your standout player of this game? I know exactly who mine was. Um I don't we haven't really went through anybody. Like, I don't mine's probably Kyler. I mean, four hundred yards. Yeah. Three touchdowns. And uh, for throwing thirty six at uh attempts, only throwing two interceptions, not bad. Even with him throwing that two interceptions is obviously not good. But him just still throwing 400 yards like holy smokes. But um, mine would have to be Rondell Moore. He is the rookie uh, wide receiver, and he's coming off of this seven receptions, 114 yards, and one touchdown. Um, I saw this like uh, crazy stat, and it says what is the record? Um, and uh, the pass to Rondell Moore and Kyler Murray was the shortest touchdown pass combined ever in history. Whoa. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Not gonna <laughs> lie. In the final scoring, that was 34 to 33. The Cardinals win it in a very, very close game. And the next game is the Titans versus the Seahawks. Um, I did not expect it to go this way. If I'm gonna be honest. No, dude. When I last looked at the score, the Titans were down. I think I want to say 14 at one point. They were down a lot at one point. Um, trying to look at the score here. I mean, while you're doing that, um, let's just talk about how Derrick Henry, um, as a fantasy owner of this guy, um, I had him in the third quarter. He only had me about, like, two points. And then I checked back at the end of the game, and the guy has 35 carries, 182 yards, and three touchdowns. The guy gifted me 40 points. Yeah. he. It was 24-9 in the second quarter. Yeah, and they came back, and boom. Whoa. And how... About them kickers. Man. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Them also utilizing Julio Jones. Can we just talk about that? He finally got the usage. Six receptions, 128 yards. Yep. There was one catch wherever, uh, excuse me there, I saw the close-up on it. Um, And his feet were inbounds. Whenever the refs did not call that. I saw this little meme and it said the Seahawks cornerback paying off the refs. It's kind of funny. Oh, did you see the uh, going back to the uh, last week the uh, Titans Cardinals game? Did you see the reaction from uh, AJ Brown about that uh, DeAndre Hopkins catch? He caught it in the back of the end zone oh, and yeah. got his feet down, and he went crazy on the sideline. He was like, "How do you get his feet in? How do you get his feet in? There's no way. There's no way." And then he goes, "Oh, he's D Hop." Never mind. Yeah, I saw, and I'm not, and if I'm not mistaken, I think in the middle of that he said, "Julio, I need you to do that for me." Yeah, it's I love I love AJ Brown's so funny. It's really cool just having like Julio literally just coming to the team and they're already bonding just like that. Yeah. Um. So David, who was your standout player? Standout player. I already got mine right as I turned my page. Well, let's let's hear. Tyler Lockett. Eight receptions, 178 yards, one touchdown, 22 and a half yards, 
per catch. And then also, him not only uh, just doing that in the week two of it, he also played the Colts last week having four receptions, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. He has been one of the biggest assets um, for the Seahawks as a wide receiver guy to go after. But I've... I mean, obviously him playing against the Colts broke my heart, just seeing Kari Willis just get toasted. But he's always has stepped up big for the team whenever they need him to. And he's so, like, tiny and small. He can literally shift his body a whole different direction in half a second. Yeah, my standout players, uh, Derrick Henry, kind of went crazy with 35 carries, 182 yards, three touchdowns, and he also contributed to the – passing game with six receptions for 55 yards um just really good really good day at the office yep in the final scoring that was 33 to 30 the seahawks are now one and one and the titans are one and one um so now we will move on to the last or no second to last sunday uh game it was the cowboys versus the chargers and yikes it was not good no not at all um the Justin Herbert throwing two picks and Dak Prescott having one, but Dak Prescott only had zero touchdowns too. Yeah, I, I'm looking at everybody. There's, dude, do you see any standout player? No, me personally, I do not. I I don't really have a standout player for this game. I mean, if anything, it would probably have to be like Ceedee Lamb, either like Ceedee Lamb or Keenan Allen having four receptions, 108 yards. Yeah, I don't. It's just, I don't know. I'm just there's really not many people. That, I mean, I'll just go with uh, Tony Pollard. Um, he's played behind Zeke for a while, and Zeke gets most of the carries. But then once it gets gets to the red zone, they give it to Tony, because Tony just doesn't stop. Nope. He just runs through people. Whenever he decides he wants to, he'll yep. have a player right in front of him. He can either juke him out or just run him over. Yep, eight and a half yards. That is like very, very good. Especially as you just mentioned, he was the backup. But then you also you go in uh, look um, after you uh, said that. It's just kind of like blows my mind how the, there really wasn't many people that stepped up. But I mean, I bet we both can agree that we did not expect the Cowboys to win. No, the Dallas Cowboy Cowgirls. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect them to win that much. I mean, yep. Just never really liked them. I mean, I don't know. Not many. I don't. I don't have a standout player for that game. All right. Just don't. And then the next game is Chiefs versus Ravens. Um, as living in Kansas for eight years, um, I will just say, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, you have lost my faith. Oh. With that fumble? Yes. He cost us the game. Yeah, that wasn't even... Drop like him. Pick up Frank Gore. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of him. <laughs> uh, You just want to change him out for Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Patrick Mahomes had one carry for three yards. Dude, why don't we get the running back himself, Lamar Jackson, on the team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's probably the standout player from me. Lamar? Lamar. Kind of just like blows my mind how they use Travis Kelsey... For 109 yards and seven receptions, Tyreek Hill did not get used much. I mean, three receptions, 14 yards. That guy was on lockdown. But I also saw this thing on Twitter, wherever the cornerback he tweeted at him and he said, uh, 
man, Tyreek, I, I put Tyreek on clamps, and Tyreek said, just wait until our next matchup. So oh, yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. wait until we do the next podcast or whenever they play because, oh, my, I bet you it is going to be a massacre from Tyreek Hill. Yeah, like I said, Lamar is probably my standout just because he, I mean, he threw two interceptions. But can we talk about the first or the second throw that Lamar threw? Pig six. Um, that my I was I was uh, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was I was I was in the kitchen for some reason, and oh I was eating pizza. That's what's up. I was eating pizza, and my dad goes up oh, interception, and he goes up oh, pick six. I was like huh? I was like wasn't that like his like second throw? And my dad goes yeah it's just. Just a second throw. No big deal. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, if we could also, like, talk about it. My standout player, I would love to pick Patrick Mahomes, just obviously because he's MVP quarterback this year. Bold prediction. But um, um, mine would have to be Tyron Mathieu coming out of quarantine, actually having COVID. Um, he was not able to play last week. And the first, like, second play that he's back gets a pick six. And then also, later on, Lamar throws another pick straight to Tyron Mathieu. So, obviously, just him coming into the game, having six tackles and uh, two picks uh, after that game, it is just amazing to see how big of an impact that guy has on that whole entire defense. Yeah. Um, so, what's the score? What, what was the score on that game? 36-35. to 35, The Ravens barely win it because of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty mad about that one. Yep. So, moving on, going Packers versus the Lions. Yes. Um, don't really know what to say for this game. Um, Aaron Rodgers said, um, screw everybody who said I don't care. Because he went into a press conference after the game, and one of the, uh, person, uh, people said, uh, why did you look like you didn't care after you guys lost last week? He goes, um, I was, I was upset, and he goes, I don't really show much emotion. Yep, and that's one of his things. He, he doesn't show a lot of emotion, but coming out in versus the Lions, four touchdowns for 255 yards, zero interceptions, and some of the throws he was making. Uh, I mean, did you see that one that he had to put in between uh, two defenders' arms? No, I did not. Was it crazy? Yeah, Devontae Adams was running out the sideline and just kind of dropped it right in the bread basket, and everybody's like, oh, yep, Aaron Rodgers is back. Yup. And then so after this, I have a little bit of a quick little story time about um, this little 16-team parlay. This guy bet $25, and the payout was 720000 and he bet all 15 teams correct except the last time. He chose the Lions to beat the Packers. Man, did he goof up. He just lost $750,000 off of one game. God. I feel so bad for him. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, you're you're mad, kid. Yeah. (laughs) You're bad, kid. Um, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers just really showed up and showed out. I just don't think the... The Lions are going to be a good franchise. I mean, Jared Goff is a good quarterback and all, but I don't think you can lead the um, the Lions to what you want want them to be or what they could be. But I just don't see that happening anytime soon. 
just because uh, Jared Goff is their quarterback. Not hating on Jared Goff or anything, but I just don't think he's what they need. I think they need a younger quarterback. Yep, I could totally agree. I mean, that trade that they did with Matthew Stafford, I personally feel like they didn't do it to get Jared Goff in return. I feel like they did it out of their love for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Matthew Stafford definitely got the good end of that trade. Yes, he definitely did. And so um, my standout player of that game would have to be Devontae Adams. Eight receptions, 121 yards, 15 uh, average yards. That, that would probably have to be it. Yeah, like I said, mine's Aaron Rodgers just showing up like he knows he can. Coming yeah. from that blowout of a game versus uh, the Saints. All right, and so the final score in that was 35-17. to 17. The Lions lost, and now their record is 0-2, and the Packers is now 1-1. One one. So now uh, we have now completed the week two of the roundup of all the scores and our little uh, thoughts on each of them and what uh, the team should do. So now we will be moving on to week three and our predictions. Um, starting off, we have the Panthers versus the Texans. Who do you think is going to take this one? Um... What what's the game? Sorry, I'm looking at something. Panthers versus Texans. Panthers versus Texans. Oh boy. Um I don't know. Panthers. Definitely Panthers. Um just because they have uh Sam Darnold, who I think is a really good fit for uh the Panthers and have CMC and they have a couple uh good wide receivers down there in uh Carolina. I just think they'll they'll pull out from the Texans, and the Texans uh, don't have Tyrod, so they have to figure out who they're playing, um, and they don't really have any much around uh, Mark Ingram and all that. Yeah, I'm totally taking the Panthers here with uh, Sam Darnold. I just feel like it's genuinely the only option, especially with having DJ Moore and, you know, my guy Chubba Hubbard back there. I don't think there's <laughs> a way that they can lose. Yeah. Um, uh, next game, uh, Chargers-Chiefs. Oh, I feel like you're going Chiefs because you're a big Chiefs fan. Not a bandwagon. Nope. Live um, there. Yeah. I think this will be a close game. I think it will definitely be a close game, but my only issue is um, uh, Justin Herbert, him throwing two picks last week. Um, That's like my only worry. I feel like the Chiefs can obviously pull this out, but it also depends if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire won't fumble the ball again. Yeah, I mean, if... If they can get uh, Justin Herbert under control and just have him sit in the pocket and throw dots everywhere like he, they know he can, I feel like the the Chargers have a good chance, but I don't think they are. I think they could stay with the Chiefs, but I don't think they could uh, beat the Chiefs. No. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in this game. Sounds good to me. I'm not complaining. Um, so next is the Cardinals versus Jaguars. I mean, obviously Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray. Throwing insane numbers up his past two weeks, um, and him also him also having uh, DeAndre Hopkins this, going absolutely insane. This is gonna sound crazy to some people. You are not saying the Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Okay. Arizona Cardinals are gonna go to the Super Bowl. They have. I think they're on such a good team right now. It is ridiculous. I think they are going JJ Watt divisional. JJ addition with JJ Watt. D Hop, uh, Buda Baker, um, uh, Kyler Murray. They have a really good team, and I think they're putting it together this year. And they just added uh, Pat Pete. 
So I think they're going to be a really good team this year. I'm, of course, taking the Cardinals in this game because Jacksonville just hasn't showed what they can do. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is not looking good in the NFL. Yeah, which he's is shocking. really not so far. But I don't know if it's because he's nervous or he's just with a bad franchise. Um, So just a player to watch this game is uh, obviously Kyler Murray, I would say. Yeah. Just him off, him, him coming off his killer weeks and the Jaguars defense not being too hot, especially at the cornerback position. Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins could really take over this uh, and obviously beat them pretty dang bad. Yeah. It's just going to be – I think it'll be a massacre. It'll be really bad for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, and so next we have the Bears versus the Browns. They're both a one-on-one team, but for me personally, if they if the Bears put in Justin Fields, I would pick the Bears. But since they're not, I'm only taking the Browns. I just don't know about Baker. Is Baker – did they say Baker's playing? Yes, they did because they, they put him right back in after yeah, that injury. Yeah, but he also did mess up his shoulder. But the only good thing about that is it's not his throwing shoulder, so he doesn't really have nothing to worry about except for taking hits on his blind side. Um, but I, this hurts as a Bears and Colts fan, but I'm going to take the Browns because, I, I mean, we just don't want to put the Justin Fields in, which I think is very upsetting with uh, the uh, Bears uh, fan base because the Bears fan base knows they can have a guy in Justin Fields, and they just don't put him in, which is very unfortunate for the Bears fan base and everything that they have going down there. Uh, if they, if, and One of my things is, too, if the Bears defense plays a good game, yeah, then it'll be a better game than just a blowout. Like, I think if the Bears defense doesn't play a good game, it'll be a massacre. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. And like I said, uh, I take the Browns and so does David here. So um, as we move on to the next game, it is the Washington football team versus the Bills. Um, I have the Bills taking this one just because. Huh, Massacre. I will never be uh, voting against the Bills after my dumb call against the Dolphins beating them. Uh, I take everything back. Yeah, I mean, Washington just has Taylor Heineke, uh, Taylor, uh, McLaurin, but I just don't think – Washington's defense has uh enough for uh has enough for uh the Bills. The Bills are just a really good um team and it's really hard for them to just stay with the Bills. Yeah, um so uh like we just said we both agreed with the Bills there as it's probably going to be a massacre. And next is the Colts versus Titans. Um, me personally, I believe that the Colts are going to win this one. Um, but I, I mean, it's really a tough call. I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I really feel like the Colts could stop them. But it also a huge factor if Carson Wentz isn't playing, we're not winning. I'll admit that. So if Carson Wentz is not playing, uh, Titans are winning. Um, but if Carson Wentz plays, Colts can win. My th- I I think the Colts are just gonna win straight up. Oh beca- man! Because um, th- I feel like the NFL didn't know like any teams that played the Titans last year didn't know how Ryan Tannehill could play and what they could do to stop him. Now that they got film on him for a year, I feel like every team they've played um they've shut down 
I mean, the first game, like I or the first week, like I said, uh, they uh, the Cardinals shut down uh, Tennessee, and in this last game, uh, Derrick Henry showed that it's going to be really hard to shut them down. But one of my main things is um, our um, our uh, defensive line. If our defensive line could stay there and uh, stop Derrick Henry from getting past the D line. Because if he gets past the D line, then it's it's kind of a rough start, and uh, I just don't think that the uh, if it gets past if uh, Derrick Henry gets past the defensive line, that uh, the Colts yeah. are kind of done for from that. I'm just kind of scared of Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, imagine having that guy run straight at you. Just no. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him running at me. Yeah. Um. So, I'm taking the Colts. I take the Colts too. So now we will move on to the next game. Um. It's the Saints versus the Patriots, but also, um, as we're recording this, I just got a little bit of a breaking news from Twitter. Uh, it says, further tests revealed that Tua Tugaviola has fractured ribs and will not play Sunday. Oh, boy. Wow. Ooh, that's a... Ooh, that's good for the Raiders. Yep, the Raiders are going to win. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that they do not win. So, going back to our game, the Saints-Patriots... I am taking the Patriots. I'm taking Pats too. The Bill um, Belichick's undefeated. He's, I mean, with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a really good quarterback, and the Saints just haven't. They proved themselves week one, and then they came out sluggish, terrible in the second week. They just got to show that they can be a good team, but they haven't showed to me that they're a good team yet. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. But obviously, I'm agreeing with here. I'm taking the Pats for this one. They're just such a good team. Yeah, so next game is Falcons-Giants. Um, this is going to be a really weird game. This is going to be like a 7-7 seven to seven like <laughs> type game. 2-3, to three, Giants <laughs> win. Um, so is that you saying you're going to take the Giants? Mm. Is that what I heard over there? I'm so, taking Falcons. Uh, me too. Kyle Pitts just dropped. They dropped 25 on the Bucks. There's no way that they can not drop 25 on the Giants. If they don't, then Falcons fans, it, Falcons fans have been through pain, straight up pain. Twenty-eight to three. I was. About Does that to remind say, you of yeah, anything? Yeah, I was about to say twenty-eight to three. Tampa, Tampa Bay, dude. There's no beating them. Nope. So uh, who do you have, Dave? I have the Falcons. Alrighty. Falcon, Falcons are just good team. Giants haven't showed that they can do anything. Yep. So then now we both uh, chose the Falcons for that one, and so now we'll be moving on to the Bengals versus Steelers. I got mine right away. Bengals. Oh, really? Bengals. Really? Bengals are winning this game. Really? Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are popping off. Mark my words. And they're going to utilize their running backs perfectly. I'm, I'm taking the Steelers because I don't... I, L. I, if the Steelers can put together their uh, their offense like they know they can, which I don't know if they if they know they can... Um, but if they can put it together, the Bengals. I don't see the Bengals stopping any of their offense because I don't I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Bengals do much. But other than that, I mean, I'm taking the Steelers. I mean, I'm looking at the statistics right now, and it's saying that the Steelers are listed as the underdogs. Huh? Didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that, to me. That is kind of crazy. Yeah, so uh, he picked Steelers, which is very surprising, but I picked the Bengals. Like I said, Bengals are one of my favorites. I don't know why. I just love Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yeah, um, so moving on 
Let's go to the Ravens Lions game. Yikes. I kind of have mine right away. Yeah, I mean, I, if you don't, there's an issue. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are just a really good team right now. They literally beat the Chiefs. Um, not many teams can say they beat the Chiefs. So it's just a good, good time to be a Ravens fan, actually. Yes, I can totally agree with that. Um, so we both, uh, excuse me there, we both picked the Ravens there. Um, so now we are going to be one of the Jets versus Broncos. I mean, Jets fan. Um, if you're a Jets fan, I'm sorry. No. I'm not trying to, like, dog on your franchise. But, I mean, I am dogging on them for a very valid reason that the Broncos are going to beat you guys pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much to really back up. Teddy Bridgewater is going to drop dimes on your guys' head. Yeah, there's not much to say that the Jets are going to win. So, I mean, you got to take the Broncos. I mean, if you don't, you're kind of – unless you're a Jets fan. But but can I tell you one thing? That the Jets fans are loyal. Yeah, they are. They huh? are so loyal to their franchise, and I feel so bad for them. I saw this video on Instagram, and it said uh, this girl went around asking Jets fans what it was like to be there. And the top three answers, she got three for each. It was pain, miserable, and uh, heartaching. <laughs> and I was like, that's wow. R- that's I, rough. That's rough. I thought being a Colts fan was bad. I can't imagine being a Jets fan. Oh, J- Jets fans have it worse. And uh, so now we're moving on to Dolphins versus Raiders. And after I just uh, gave that uh, breaking news that just got released as we are recording right now, that they uh, Tua Tagovailoa is not playing Sunday because uh, he has fractured ribs. Um, which means Jacoby Brissett will start, so that solidifies so, my pick. So you're still taking the Dolphins then, right? Nope. <laughs> if they had two, I was 100% taking the Dolphins, but there's no way. It, no, Raiders are on a hot streak right now, too. Um, they just sound they, – they just have their feet moving. They have their feet – excuse me. They have their feet underneath of them right now, and they're moving full force at team – big teams, actually. Yeah, and so me and you uh, both picked the Raiders, correct? Yep. So uh, now we're going to be moving on to the Bucks versus Rams. Um, this is going to be the game of the week, and the reason why: uh, two standout players, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, right away. Yep. Um, I have mine, which I don't think many people are going to agree with. So yours first. I have the Rams. Dang. Rams are moving full force. I know I just said the Raiders are, have their feet underneath of them and all that. But the Rams, the Rams are a really good team right now. They beat a decently good Colts team. If we have, if our quarterback didn't get hurt, I think it would have been a closer game than what it was, uh, only losing by uh, a field goal. But other than that, I'm taking the Rams for this game. It's going to be a really shocking game. Um, it's at Saint, or, uh, at Los Angeles, so I don't, I'm taking the Rams for this game. I'm taking Tampa Bay, bro. I, I've never liked Tom Brady until this season. His age and everything has just proved me wrong, but their defense is so stellar and also Gronk. Holy smokes, that guy having two touchdowns last week. Um, I, I, I cannot doubt him again. There's no way. No. Um. So, moving on, Seahawks-Vikings. This, Easy. This will be – I think this will be a de- decent game. Seahawks. Yeah, me too. Tyler Lockett's going to just do what he's been doing and averaging 100 yards per game. Yeah, one of the things that shocked me with the Seahawks, DK Metcalf hasn't stepped up like I thought he was going to be in this couple or this two weeks in the NFL. I didn't think he would step up as 
I thought he would step up, take the number one role uh, away from Tyler Lockett and uh, the other wide receiver that I can't think of right now. Um, but I thought he would take the starting role and uh, take over as the number one wide receiver. But he, he just hasn't – I don't think he's showed anybody that he's able to uh, take that number one wide receiver spot away from Tyler Lockett. It almost seems as if they're using him as bait. It kind of seems like that. Because they're not utilizing him as much as they did at the end of last year. And after the end of last year, he really stepped up big and showed people what he's actually capable of. Yeah, so I took the Seahawks. You're taking the Seahawks? Yep. Yep. So, moving on. Packers, 49ers. Easy. Who are you taking? 49ers. Taking 49ers? Yes. Jimmy G is going to go and dot up, and Debo Samuel is going to just go crazy. I'm going uh, Packers. That's pa- Packers are coming off of a really good game. I just think they'll keep their feet going and just keep uh, moving towards everything that they know how to do. Aaron Rodgers is going to fail. Mark my words. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right, we'll see how that one goes. But yeah. uh, Eagles, Cowboys. Eagles, Cowgirls. Easy. Who are you taking? Cowboys. Taking cow? Can you taking the Cowgirls? Yes, sir. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. You're telling me that that's literally, I've never heard of a top, I believe that's five or six, sorry, I need to go back to like first grade, Um, but um, I've never heard of a that dominant type of group from the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this is a year that Dallas Cowboys can actually possibly have a winning record. I mean, let's be honest, Dak coming off that ankle injury and him just actually succeeding that well, I mean, just wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. I've always liked uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Hurt, hurts, the, hurts the man. Yup. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to take the Eagles, see how they can do. I'm, I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I've never liked the Cowboys. Never, I only like him because Zeke. Never have, never probably will. But – I'm just going to take the Eagles, and I think the Eagles can get stuff going if they win this game. All righty. So I take the Cowboys. He takes the Eagles. So that will wrap up this podcast of us talking about week two, and we did the predictions for week three. So that will be all on the Whiteland High Entertainment Network.